The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan again. It is 1042. So we're, you know, minutes after the game's ended. How are you feeling? Feeling fantastic. I've never been more happy to be wrong. These guys showed me nothing uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday night that made me believe they were going to win tonight. Jordan Montgomery showed me nothing all year to make me think that he was fit for a do or die game. And my God, I'm just so happy to be wrong. So happy to be wrong. You were so sad yesterday. There was no, like you were, you were gone. You were not the, the Nick we all know and love. Nah, it's, it's tough. And, and I've seen a lot of this on Twitter where it's like when the Yankees win, it looks like they'll, they'll never lose again. But when they lose, it looks like they'll never win again. And it's just so true. And now I feel like, you know, we got cold tomorrow. We're going to roll. But the, it's funny, the, the topsy-turvy turn of emotions, right? Game one, we're on top of the world. We're going to win it. Two and three, we're feeling awful. We're fucked. And all of a sudden, everything's great again. Like the back and forth is just crazy. It's, I mean, this is what, this is what we're like fans for is a game five with the best free agent pitcher ever available that we just went and got. Yeah, this is what we paid him $36 million this year to do. And, and the Rays, I think they're going to try and piece it together. They don't have a guy I, I don't think that can go out on three days rest and give you five or six innings. It sounds like maybe a little Snell, maybe some glass now, but I don't think anybody's pitching more than an inning or two 
for them. They might. I could see them going, and I think part of it may be what's comfortable for Snell. So now I'm not super familiar with how they've used the opener like over time, but I could see them going opener Snell for like three innings, four innings if he's like grooving, and then piecing together the bullpen. With Glasnow, like you'll see Glasnow get up at least. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to see him, but he's going to be on two days rest. He, I don't think he's ever come out of the bullpen before, really. You got to remember, these guys aren't used to these weird roles and, and these shifts. So for a young young team like the Rays, I trust Cole way more on three days rest than oh, yeah. I trust any of the Rays trying to maneuver on, on short rest. Oh, yeah. I trust Cole to like – I was surprised when they showed that overhead of him standing – behind uh Boone that he wasn't breathing fire. Like he this is everything we've seen about him, the way he approaches the game, the you know, the way he criticizes himself, the way he'll sit there and look like he's going to cry when he's had a couple bad starts because he's always wanted to be a New York Yankee. That's the guy that I want. Oh, total killer. And you know he's going to be ready. Like there is not a doubt. There is not a doubt in my mind, even with a three days rest thing, not a doubt in my mind that he won't be ready to roll tomorrow and give you five or six innings, one run. And, and look, our bullpen, despite playing four games in a row, they are relatively rested other than Chad Green. Britton and Chapman, neither of them through the past two days. They're they're both good to give you at least an inning tonight if you're listening to this. And, and I think Chad can go for an inning. Holders fresh. I, I really do think we're in a good spot, and you have Davey in the mix as well. You have a lot of options tomorrow. Yeah. I think if Aaron Boone starts to approach that mound before the sixth inning, we're going to see a Mike Mussina type like, no, 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 get back in that dugout. Like Cole's a, a team player, so if it's late in the game and it's time for him to go, you know, it's time for him to go. But I think he's – at least – it's what I'm hoping is he's coming out breathing fire tomorrow, just ready to go. This is everything he, you've ever wanted. You grew up a Yankee fan. You've always wanted to pitch the elimination game. You know, it's a game seven of the World Series when you're uh, uh, dreaming as a child, but you'll take game five of the ALDS. Yeah, you know, no. yeah, you're, you're you make thirty six right. million dollars for your childhood team. You're starting the decisive game. This is it. This is the pinnacle of your life, Garrett Cole. And he's talked about it. Pressure is a privilege. This is why I came here. This is what I've always dreamed of. It's all It's all right in front of him. He's got the physical makeup for this. He's got the mental makeup for this. I, I couldn't be more confident in him tomorrow. The other thing that, that analytics can't tell you and stats can't tell you, there is a different energy amongst the position players when he's on the mound and a different swagger in the dugout. And anybody can see that. I, I think he's a motivator. He's an intense guy. He's a motivator. He pulls the team together. I'm so curious, like, what is his night like? Because it's only 7.30 over there. Yeah, I think they're going to be – I think they'll have a dinner. They might be up for a little bit and, and hang out, but I, I mean yeah. he won't be up late. He can sleep in tomorrow. Yeah, I mean he's still like – he's a grown man. He can't go to bed at 9 o'clock, you know, after playing. There's emotions. You know, who knows? I'm just so curious. He might just be watching film. I bet he's studying the race hitters and, and not doing much else. The guy's laser focused. I doubt he'll be talking to anybody. Now, we don't know at this time what time the game will start. If the Dodgers 
I guess, sweep the Padres, uh, we will play at 7 o'clock. But if that series goes an extra game, they will play at 6 o'clock. So as of now, during our recording, we do not know what time the game will be. I was not aware of that. I just thought we were always 7 o'clock. Yep. See, this is why why I'm, I'm here for you. Ah, it's, I mean, it changes really nothing in my life. <laughs> I have a kid. It's, it's, just a, it's just one less hour of pacing and walk. How was your pregame walk today, Jack? My pregame walk was good. I got uh, Nunu, which is like this Asian uh, – it's sushi, but then they have like other stuff. It's attached to Chew, the ramen place that's like famous here in Philly. So just did a nice walk. I put the order in, brought the dogs too. People always, they love to see the dogs out, Susie's fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and picked up some food, walked it back, walked in the door, 6.55, got, said, all right, turn on the TV. This game is about to uh, start. First game's going long. Let me see what's supposed to be on TNT. Let me tweet at TNT and complain, pretending I'm a person who just wanted to see Bones. <laughs> Last night, it was Tarzan. I just tweeted them like, Hey, at TNT drama, I came here to watch Bones. <laughs> Don't disrespect David Boreanaz. Uh, pre-game walks have been very therapeutic for me. It's been tough. The nerves have been tough watching at home. The one thing I didn't realize is when we're driving to a game or I'm on the train or going to Billy's, there's a lot of things that distract you, whether it's the commute or going to the bar before the game or just or waiting online to get into the game. Whereas here, you're just you're just pacing and there's nothing to do but walk or pace in your apartment. Yeah. And you're trying and sometimes you gotta go for a walk so that your significant other doesn't think you're insane. Yes, mine was like a good 45 minutes today. Like I, I take a nice, healthy. Yeah, no, I do. It's like 45 minutes or an hour. We do like a loop of Fishtown. Do you have headphones or are you? No, I'm with my wife. And I'm with my wife, the baby. Oh, the so dog. yours is a group. I bring everyone oh. so that I, so I talk about other stuff. See, I'm the opposite. I go alone with headphones and it's just kind of like my get ready time. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm trying to just talk about just other stuff that's going on in the world. See, it's different how different people handle this. So I'll take my alone time on the walk, listening to music. Then I'll come back, interact with Jamie, try and think about something else for like the half hour right before and, you know, watch whatever she's watching. That's her last couple of minutes with the TV. You see, uh, I eat and start the game and then my wife goes upstairs. Like, for a game five tomorrow, she'll watch the whole game. But, like, this week, she's like, oh, I'm going to fold laundry. I've got work to do. Yeah, five, and five nights in a row is a lot for anybody that isn't a psycho. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Like, I feel it's 11, you know, almost 11 o'clock. I feel good right now physically. And my thing is, I so I don't really drink during, well, unless I'm going to get drunk. If I'm not getting drunk, I'm not drinking. But I do have, like, one high noon during the game. And then I'll smoke after this. I've also, like, I'll just microdose a blunt, like, over the course of the game. Like, every three innings, I'll go take, like... Like an IV drip, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm hitting the morphine drip to, like, keep me calm. (laughs) I'll I'll eat a Sunday during the game. And then, yeah, so now I'll smoke again. I'll take a, a Tylenol PM so that I stay down. They'll keep me down till like seven in the morning. Dude, we're we're just like we're just like players. And it's funny you brought up food. So I did not eat dinner tonight. I came back from my walk and I was just I couldn't like like everybody's different. You guys and I saw Tiana tweeting about this. So you guys are eating Sundays pizza to calm your nerves. I, I'm the opposite. I just can't eat. I've had a Sunday like every day for a week. 
See, I can't even it's like gross. Think that, that just listening to that makes me nauseous. I'm going to buy I, an ice cream cake tomorrow. I have to buy an ice cream cake. I on actually, Friday. You do that on Fridays a lot. I have to figure out the best way to. So my wife is off tomorrow. Okay. She took the day off to hang out with the baby. And she wants to make dinner. And I've seen she's got, you know, a recipe and it looks lovely. Mm-hmm. A nice, like, lemon chicken thing, healthy. Probably will be delicious, and I have to figure out the most polite way to be like, "Listen, it's game five. I can't fucking have that. I need like a chicken parm or a pizza. I like. I need to eat a loaf of garlic bread. I can't have a nice, healthy, like sweet little meal right now. I need to be a pig, babe." You know, based on what you said, a great option for you would be DoorDash. And, and Jack, you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE, that's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Jordan Montgomery. Oh, my God. Did this guy shatter my expectations for what I was expecting from him tonight? If you would have told me four innings, one run, I would have signed up for that so quickly. He was unbelievable. I tried to sell you last night on four innings of two run, and it it seemed like it was impossible. (laughs) We've got some breaking news from a Rays beat reporter for MLB.com. Tomorrow night, the Tampa Rays will be starting Tyler Glasnow. On two days rest? Yes. Wow. When they showed the two of them sitting in the in the bullpen, I was like, this tall, lanky fuck's going to do something, isn't he? They looked so dejected. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like watching them trudge in after the game. So, all right. So let's react to this. They're going to go to glass now on two days rest. So I was right about Snell, man. The guy is not built for a game five. He's just not. They're going to go glass now on two days rest. That's got to be 50 pitches max. He's going to be an opener. Yeah. He's I mean, a it's a bullpen game. They're not going to ride him they too g- hard. Glasnow, Snell, and then they'll just try to pass it along the bullpen. You know, they'll have Castillo available. I don't think – I don't know if we're going to see Snell, man. I don't know if – remember, he's a lefty and we are all righties. You see, but if you need an out, you'd rather him than some guy. The guys in the bullpen are in the bullpen for a reason. Nah, I know, but Snell's not used to coming out of the bullpen. I think maybe they'd use him to get – I don't know what tough lefties we have. Maybe Guardy. Maybe get an out or two in a big spot. But I don't see Snell going. We're talking about a Cy Young winning starting pitcher who's in his 20s. It looked very shaken up. 
on Monday night and did not look like he belonged, quite frankly. I mean, but the guys earned the opportunity to be out there. He didn't get to start for a reason. They, clearly, they kind of agree with me. They're giving it to Glasnow on less rest. I mean, Glasnow has maybe pitched better recently. Yeah, no, he has. And I, I'm not saying that they, you know, hey, you got to give the ball to Snell, but, I mean, who else are you going to give it to? No, I, I hear you. I, I think we're going to see, so this is probably going to be a two-inning thing. If you score, I'll take one run over the two innings that we see Glasnow. That's a win. And if, even if they don't score off him, you know, I, I won't be heartbroken. It's not like we're going to see him for five, six innings like we did in game two when he was shoving against us. No, it's a matter of you come out and DJ's got to set the tone. Let, can we talk lineup for a second? Yes, yes. I mean, we haven't really even like, talked about this game. Like, yeah. Voight, Voight goes deep in the second inning. Huge. I said that he would go deep with a three-run homer in the first, and that would talk you off the ledge because I anticipated him – uh, batting third, so that's where I got switched, and only DJ was on. So I was like, oh, this motherfucker could have hit a two-run homer. Comes back, hits that solo home run. And, yeah, and Montgomery just, he worked his way in and out of trouble a couple times. Nothing too special. Stayed within himself. Didn't hang too much. And just and got the job done to give up one run over four innings. And then the Yankees started to tack, the, tack on runs. Get that insurance. Glaber with a two-run bomb. Um... And and then late in the game, we had another home run. P- pretty simple. Like, that's the way you build it. You build it so that, yeah, we went to green for two innings, which was huge. You get an inning and two-thirds out of Britain, which is great. So you got four outs out of Chapman, which means in a game five, you've got two innings of Chapman tomorrow. Oh, absolutely you do. And I don't even know why the Rays would announce that, that Glass now is a starter. Like, why even give us that, that advanced you know, that advanced notice. Don't really understand that. But the no bull, bullpen was great tonight. And Chad Green to go two innings. Phenomenal. And guess what? We conquered a Rosin Rara. I can't even say his name. A reason era. <laughs> finally, finally, Jordan Montgomery was able to get this guy out twice when he got him to ground out with first and third in the third inning. I was shocked, shocked. It's listen, I said you got to get a little lucky. Yeah. It's fine to be a little lucky. It's fine to just go out there and get five runs and somehow piece it together. We just needed him to get us through four innings. I thought five would have been amazing and give up two runs. He gave up one. And that's it. He may the next round, we make it to the next round. He go out there and he may go out there and give up seven runs in two thirds of an inning. But for yeah. tonight, we needed him to just do enough. You know, we weren't being unrealistic and saying he's going to shove. I never said he's going to shove, but he'll get us just a little bit so that we have an opportunity. And now it's, you know, I think you're going to Cole's got 120 pitches in him tomorrow. I'm telling you that right now. You uh, see, I think I, I think he's he'll be done at 90 regardless. You, a 120 on three days rest. <laughs> what? He pitched in, uh, what, 11 games this year? 12 games? I guess he is He's relatively had a- fresh. There wasn't really a season. Yeah, I guess. And, and he wasn't and he going can- deep in games during there. You know, like, one of those stories. He started opening day, five innings, complete game. You know, he didn't he, throw a ton of innings. Any concern that he's never gone on three days rest, or does that not even enter your mind with a guy like him? Can't think about that shit. Okay. Just got to, like, hey, 
did we sign you to be the man? Go be the man. And I got to believe right now he's going to be the man. Yeah, that's 24 hours. What's the big deal? Yeah, (laughs) he's fine. This guy is ready for this. Um, So, yeah. We're going to ride him home, ride the coal train home. Uh, Aaron Judge is lost. He's so lost. He has no idea what's going on up there. Was it the third inning when they had first and third? The the, the worst at bat by far was they had first and third. I think it was two outs, and he got a 2-0 pitch that wasn't even close. It was ball three, and he just this weak – pathetic grounder to third he hasn't hit anything hard and i'm very concerned and he's turned into a black hole in the two spot i wonder if there's any kind of like physical ailment going on i hope i own i I almost hope there is otherwise it's just like he's playing like in space jam when they got their power stolen like charles barkley falling over um my lineup for tomorrow is DJ, Voight, Hicks, Judge, Stanton. I think you got to get Voight back in that two spot behind DJ. Let them get something cooking. You move Judge down to the four slot with Stanton behind him so he'll maybe see a couple more pitches because Stanton's still hot. So maybe he'll see a better pitch or two because they'll attack him because he stinks right now. Because you're not going to move Judge, you know, all the way down in the lineup. I think if you wanted to move Glade, like you could in theory, move Glaber up, but he struggled up in the lineup this year, so I think you you keep him down. Mm -hmm. But judging that two-hole, I mean, we're wasting a lot of DJ opportunities. No, no, we aren't, and Hicks is getting on base a lot of the times behind him. It has killed us. My original thought was put Stanton in the two-spot to get him more at-bats since he's been our best hitter, but your plan kind of works, too. I, I don't think they'll shake it up, though. I definitely think Cashman will want Judge hitting second. I just don't think in a do or die game that they would they would do something that drastic. I think you're going to basically see the same lineup you saw tonight. Higgy is definitely the starter now. I don't think that's even a question. Yeah, I mean Higgy starts. He starts when Cole pitches, so it was going to happen anyway. Sure, but you know you go two for four. You find an RBI late in the game. Like, yeah, he left four guys on base, but. He would have, you know, Sanchez would have left a billion more. And I keep saying it's like he's playing great defense. He's blocking the shit out of the ball, putting on a clinic. Yeah, you need him back of there. Just using and I'm the biggest Gary guy ever. But he's you just got, you need him. using his body in amazing ways. And you can't – you just can't break up that momentum. I do wonder if we go out and we win tomorrow – if we see Gary back in the lineup for game one with the idea of just like, you know, we've got to get his confidence up. I think if Hagee goes out there and gets another hit tomorrow, like if he doesn't throw up an offer, though, he may be the starter for everything. He might. The way I see it is I think they will start Sanchez ideally against lefties because he crushes, crushes lefties. But in, in these important games, I mean, how many balls did Montgomery bounce in the second or third innings that Higgy blocked that, that definitely would have led to a run or more with Gary. There was at least five times I counted. The um, like the pitch locator was showing like four feet in front of the mound. They were spooked. They were spiked so bad. And there was a there was a point where like, oh, is, is Gumby losing it? But the guy hung really tough. And and one of the things people say about him is that he's such a simple guy. You know, he doesn't think too much. He just kind of is what he is. That that the moment doesn't get to him. And and you kind of saw it. He was pretty like he was smiling. He he. You could tell that the, the moment was not getting to him. No, I just going out there, having fun, 
making the most of the opportunity. And I've said it to a couple of people on Twitter where they're like, you can't support this move. And it's like, listen, Higgy is a nine hitter. He's batting ninth in the lineup. So all he has to do is do that. Whereas Gary is struggling because he's batting ninth and he's trying to swing his way back up to cleanup. And that's where he's just, he's lost. Exactly. And you can't count on him to put the ball in play like that. That insurance run that Higgy got us in the bottom of the eighth. Gary never would have hit a single there. And I love Gary. I love when he hits the ball 450 feet. I love when he hits pinch hit grand slams, but he's not he's not getting that base hit there. He's just not. No, I love him. He no, he's not. And it's we're just seeing, you know, judge is not either. Like we just so now here's my hope. So first of all, whereas just information's coming in as we're doing doing this, and I have Twitter open. Uh, Boone says that he, you know, they have the team buses, and he's on the first bus, and he gets off the bus, settles into his office. Cole walks by, and he's like, "Hey, do you have a second? And he was gonna, you know, just kind of gauge him, like, "Hey, you know, we win. You think you're good to go tomorrow?" Before he can say anything, Cole just says, "Just give me the damn ball." What you want? Yeah. What you want? We want he, we want a cowboy out there. And was there any was there ever any doubt that he wouldn't pitch a do or die game five? No. Are you going to bullpen the game or give it to Hap? I mean, come on. Yeah, no. It, it, it's the only way. It's why you sign that contract. Yeah. No. And and look, the 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 one negative, if you want to even call it a negative on, on a positive night, is that if you know when we do advance, uh, Cole only gets one start in the ALCS against Houston, but Verlander's down and, and I'm willing to take my chances with them. Absolutely have to start him here. There's no question. And I love how, even though it's a bullshit setup, even though it's five games in a row, we're still finding a way to use our ACE twice in this series. It's awesome. So yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about next series because I don't think there's any way he only pitches once in a CS. Yeah. So you think he would go like four and seven? Four, I'm, uh, dude. The ALCS starts Sunday. <laughs> oh, they only get Saturday off. They only get one day, and then it's seven in I a row. They, like, I thought they got the whole. I thought they had the whole weekend off. If you want to see him twice, it would be Game Four, and then he, he could come back in relief on two days rest in game in a Game Seven. I, and we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. but regardless, you want him for Game Five. You love it. The, the rate and the Rays. I think it's very telling, man, that they're starting Glass now and not Snell. Clearly, they're not confident in Snell. It's obvious. It might be. I, I don't know. I mean, Glasnow's been lights out lately for them. You know, he's had a, a stronger last two seasons. From You know, I don't have their stats in front of me, but I believe that's the case. For 19 and, and 20, yeah. And if he is just, you know, if he just feels better. if You know, who knows? He woke up today and just was like, hey, I feel fucking great. Whatever you need, uh, you know, I could be available. Then you get out on the bullpen. I mean, obviously, he played catch at some time at some point today. They all do that today. Would have been like a bullpen. So maybe in the the bullpen, you make it a much lighter bullpen, and just say, oh yeah, no, I feel good. I could come back tomorrow. Yeah, no, he's a smart fun. guy too. He definitely like knows what's going on with his body. Yeah, now nah, I, I hear you. Who is starting in left field tomorrow for us? You got to keep Guardy right at this point. He's been great. He got two hits tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you've just, you've got to ride the hot hand. Don't overmanage this one. 
and especially with the defense in a game five, you can't have a, a the game come down to a, a line drive that Clint misjudges or something. And I love Clinton. He's made the strides, but dude, do or die game. I want Guardy out there. No question. And I think they will do. That. Yeah. I put Guardy out there. Clint's still starting game one. Like if I'm making that lineup too. Yes. Yeah, but this is like, Hey, it is what it is. Got to go out there and, uh, and get it. And plus it's good to have a lefty in the lineup. You know, we don't have a lot of lefties in the lineup. Yes. As they, you know, go back and forth with the bullpen. So, and Clint off the bench isn't, you know, isn't terrible of a pinch hitting option. Yeah, good, good bat late in the game. Look, this really felt similar to game one where they had this small one run lead for pretty much the entire time. And you're like, somebody just needs to hit a homer to make this comfortable. Game one, it was Stanton in the ninth, albeit a little late. And, and tonight it was Glaber. And, and it was just kind of the same feel where we just need one more. You know, we just need one or two more runs and we'll be fine. And, and Glaber really made a statement, I think, with that homer. Yeah, and we blew a lot of opportunities. A ton. Like, yeah, we blew a lot of opportunities tonight. So the hope is that we come out, and if Glasnow doesn't have it, so that's even more than a regular game. When you have a guy who only has a couple of innings in him, you have to set the tone early because if you let him get out of the first inning on, like, seven pitches – you know, you've you maybe bought him two innings because he's going to let momentum run. It's a do or die game. You, if you can get a guy like Glasnow to throw 17, 18 pitches, I mean, they saw 17 in game two in the first inning. You start to see a lot of pitches early. You get him shaky on the ropes before they can make a move. You steal a run there and you start making them make bullpen moves quicker than they'd like to. And you find, you know, two, three other runs to to sneak in there. Or maybe instead of just stealing one run, you know, some, you know someone hits a two-run bomb. That's what we got to hope for. Look, this we're the Bronx Bombers. This is a home runner bust team. I mean, we, we know what this roster is. I almost look at it from the opposite point of view, though. I almost look at it from he's only going two, maybe three innings regardless. You might as well jump on the first first fastball that looks good because they tried to wait him out. In game two, and they kind of had mixed results. I think when a guy, he's probably got a pitch count of around 40 to 50. If that first fastball is up in the zone, I'm, I'm hacking at it. I think in an opener role, there's really, I mean, the idea of trying to, to run him out of the game, it becomes a little less important. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Well, you're saying he's got like two, three innings? Yes, max. That, I think, is totally accurate, unless... He has like a seven pitch first inning. That's when you start. So you're when saying you, we can get him out after one. Oh, I'm saying no. I'm saying we, we're trying to get him out of two or three. But you let him get some momentum, and it's a do or die game. All of a sudden, you find yourself facing him in the fifth inning. He goes four and two thirds. Right. Right. They bring in a high leverage not. closer to get out of a jam, and then maybe Snell comes in and gives you two. Yeah, so first first order of business is getting him out of the game. Yeah. And just make and forcing them to make a move. Uh Castillo will be ready. Fairbanks will be ready. Who's the other one? Anderson. The, or those are the big three, right? Yeah. Whatever. They'll, they'll all be ready. But you know, they, they finally had some good at bats against those relievers. How worried were you when they loaded the bases with no outs in the second and got only one? I was terrified. Yeah, I mean, you how can you not? Be? There's no at, 
I, that's when I'm sitting there going, okay. After the first thing, I was like, that's it, Gumby. That's all you have got to do. Just do that three, maybe four more times, and we're good. Then he loads the bases there, and I'm like, that's not what I just said to do. That's not. That's the opposite, man. Like it could have gone bad real quick, but he stuck with it. He stayed within himself. The moment didn't get too big for him, you know, and work your way out of that. That's what you want to see. I mean, obviously you want a guy like Cole, who's maybe going to go out there and give you that fuck you hundred miles an hour to get a situation like that. But you got to respect a younger guy who stays within like his comfort zone, stays within the pitches he can execute on what's working best for him on that night to get out of a jam and minimize damage. And he was he was great at that. It, it was awesome to watch. That curveball was biting. He, he you know he got to some three ball counts, but he always stayed within himself, and he really didn't look rattled at all. And I was really happy that Boone let him go through the order twice. I honestly thought he was just going to be an opener. They were going to let him go through the order once, and then they were going to give it to Davey. But I was thrilled that they let him, you know, go for four innings. And at one point, Green was warming up in the third, and I was just thinking. If Green comes in in the third inning, we're not going to win this game. Like, it's just not sustainable. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can't have that. You can't build a bridge from the third inning to the ninth inning unless you're building it on a base of eight runs. Right. right. And tomorrow, I would think that Green, Britton, and Chapman are probably only available for one each after all throwing today. So you're going to have to you have to piece together. You have to piece together six innings. You got Cole for at least five. It should be fine. Chapman's available for two if needed. It's game five. He pitched one and a third tonight, and that's all he's pitched in this series. And the yeah. season's on the line. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. So you're so if we're up two one in the eighth tomorrow. You're going to Chappie. Yeah, for two. Okay, I'm yeah. down with that. Did you agree with putting him in with two outs in the eighth after Britain was cruising? A lot of people did not like. That move. A lot of people I, wanted to see bring uh, keep Britain in. I could have gone either way, but it worked out. So no reason to second guess the thing that worked out. For sure, no. And, and for me, it was like this guy hasn't pitched at all. And like instead of making Britain go two and Chappie go one, let's have them split this three. Yeah, and let's have them split it. Now they're both available tomorrow. Like you can find nine outs out of those guys. Yeah, I, I think you can, man. I think you can. It, it's so funny how and this look the Rays really messed up. This was their chance to step on our throats and they couldn't do it. You know they don't want to see Cole tomorrow. You know that they know that this was their best chance to end the series, facing Montgomery, and, and now they're kind of fucked. You've just got that, that California battery going, and yes. you know they're playing good at home. You know, they're, like they're, I don't know, they're comfortable on the West Coast, so you don't want to be the Rays right now. Now, obviously, the Rays can go out there and just, you know, get it. We've seen Cole go out there and you know, shit the bed early in the game. But that happens in a stretch of three games and it happens every season and that's in the past. And now it's, you know, playoff call. We saw some of it last year. No matter what the circumstances are, like he finds a way to get what he needs to get out of himself to get by there. And, you know, hey, in a in a beautiful world, we go out there, we really get on the race. We get up five, six runs. He only has to go four innings. And we can get out of there and, and bring him back in a game three. If we score in the first, then if we score in the top of the first, it's over. And I like with the Cole games, I like us being the visiting team. I really like us having the chance to, to strike first in the top of the first inning with DJ and, and Judge and Stanton much more than I'd like being the home team in, in a game five. I really wouldn't. I'm not just saying that to make myself feel better. I, I prefer 
us to have first stops tomorrow. Definitely. Uh, Luke Voigt was asked uh, what the what the feeling is like around the Yankees uh, headed into a game five, game five, and he just said, "We're going to win it." <laughs> yes, dude. He he is dude. This guy is the de facto captain, and he was interview. He was the guy they interviewed after the game. He was talking about how the late '90s teams they were watching highlights and they inspired them. Like this guy just fucking gets it, man. He gets it. He's hobbling around, and who, who else setting the tone? with that bomb to take the lead. This guy is the captain. It's not judge. I think he understands the, um, the opportunity that he has, like both, you know, in life, in his like, you know, career as uh, just getting to start in general at the major league level. But you're getting to, to start for a special, you know, what could be a very special Yankees team leading the league in home runs during a, a season that people will always remember. And, you know, we see him out there limping. Like, he doesn't look great physically, but I think you'd have to drag him off that field. Oh, you're right. And just a quick update the Dodgers are, are up 7 2 in the fifth. So it's looking like likely the game will be at 7 10 instead of 6 10. That works for me. That works a little better. So, what is your. What's your game plan for tomorrow? Where do you watch the game? So, yeah, this is very interesting. So about a month ago, we were uh, Jamie and I were invited to like a get together weekend, basically um, in Hoboken with a couple friends. And I basically said at the time, like, I'm willing to go. But if there is Yankee playoff baseball, I'm going to have to watch. So, you know, Monday I I texted my friend. I said they're going to play this. Do you have cable? Do we have to use an app? What's the situation here? And I basically said, I'm down to hang with you guys all weekend. But if you make a dinner reservation, on Friday night, you know, I'm not going. So Jamie and I will be watching foreign, foreign territory. We're going to get up there well before seven and it, it's going to be tough watching it in a social setting, but look, you got to make adjustments. It's 2020. So wait, okay. So you're, you know, end of the work day tomorrow or I'm whatever t- I took off tomorrow. in the afternoon. Yeah. So yeah. at some point in the afternoon, you guys can get in the car, drive up to Hoboken. 2.30. 2.30. Yeah. So you'll get up there 4.30 at the latest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then your everyone else is going to go to dinner? Well, no, no. I don't even know what the plan is. But what I basically said is I'm down to participate. It's basically my friend's birthday. And uh-huh. I said, look, I'm down, I'm down to celebrate your birthday, but I can't. If the Yankees are on, I'm not leaving the apartment. And I basically said, don't let me ruin your weekend. If you guys want to go get hibachi or go eat Mexican food Friday, you know, Friday night, that's fine. I'm just not going to do it. And, and they're on board and they understand the deal. And I also told them. You know, we'll have to record after the game, win, lose, or draw. So I'll be bringing the gear up, bring the microphone up, and, <laughs> just and let's roll. Hanging out in a bedroom in someone's house. It 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 could really go. I mean, if they win, it'll just be get wasted the entire weekend and and just flying high. But if they lose, it's going to be tough. I, if sure. they win, we're going to have it. We'll do a ten minute podcast tomorrow, and then drunk and excited. Yeah, great. and then we'll come back after you know Sunday night after game one. Yes. Oh my God, it'd be Sunday too. It, it, dude, I wish we had more than a day. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to squeeze it in. Time wasn't on their side. Dude, it, it really wasn't. And luckily, the relievers get an extra day. Uh, but yeah, and I, ideally, Tanaka is. I haven't even done the math. Tanaka pitched Wednesday. No, Tanaka would be on. Tanaka can't pitch a game one or Montgomery. Are you sh- Davey? Davey. Game one, Davey. And don't bring it happen. It's not Hap. It can't game. be Hap. No. I cannot pitch again. Let's do this. No, Hap isn't. I mean, Hap definitely can't pitch 
he can't start in game one. And a big part of it is like, obviously it's, you know, he stinks at baseball, but another big part is the way he handled it after the game. Yes. You can't have that. You can't reward, um, you know, bad behavior. And it's not like, oh, well, you know, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face because this guy stinks. So he's not helping you anyway. Dude, can you imagine if Gary Sanchez or Giancarlo Stanton or anybody else that gets constantly hated on said anything like that? They would get eviscerated. And the people that defend have to look, he's a professional. He's a hard worker. He's a veteran. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the way he – I felt like he threw the, the whole team under the bus. Everyone could see that it was – you know, I don't think anyone was saying, hey, this is a great decision they made in the way they approach it. But you got to just – listen, there's a reason you're the one in the mix in like the weirdo situations, and it's because you can't just be – we can't just say Jay Happ is going to pitch and the other team doesn't warm up by hitting the ball off a tee. No, exactly. And, and Nick Costanzo, who's one of the, the writers at, at Bronx Pinstripes, brought up a great point where Messina, or Joe Torre in 03 told Messina, you know, I'm not going to bring you in, in in the middle of an inning. And he brought him in with the bases loaded. Messina got out of it and, and didn't complain, didn't say a word. And then, then look at Hap. He, Hap got a clean inning. It's not like they brought Hap on with second and third two outs. They brought him in in the second inning of a tie game. Like, like to act like he was thrown into some ridiculous situation is ludicrous. That was very simple. He came in not having to see their best players. Yeah, dude, if anything, it's easier. You, what do you, you start warming up 20 minutes later and everyone's like, but his routine, but is this. The guy just fucking sucks at pitching. Doesn't matter if it's the first inning, the fifth inning, the guy isn't good. If they, if they throw him out there again it's death sentence i don't want him at the park tomorrow well we can't we can't get too ahead of ourselves we got to focus on game five i know i know cole 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 this is why we signed them this yeah, is it I have cole world shirt shop.broxpinstripes.com yeah. i have like three of them they're great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm ready for it uh it'll, it'll be exciting to you've got to update us on like what your viewing situation you got to keep everyone updated i will on I will. twitter where can they follow you at n kirby nyy you follow me at jj from the bronx follow the show at george's box pod um rate review subscribe tell your friends we're having we're having some fun after these games it's a lot easier to do these when they win um we'll see you tonight for game five and when we win it all we'll see you at the parade Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself. 
with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.